and welcome to Blaze Pod. My name is Ben. It is the 30th of December. I am joined, as always, by Andrew from Roy's View from. And uh, yeah, plenty to talk about here. How are you doing, Andrew? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I really. I don't know. Gutted, cheated, proud. A range of emotions, but uh, just a bit deflated, to be honest. Yeah, def- I think the words you just lobbed out there, I, feel, I definitely feel more pride than like anger, but I think deflated is uh, is probably the most fitting adjective. Somebody did say to me, uh, well, to both of us last night, actually, we should do like a, a Blades Pod later edition like Hollyoaks used to do. So yeah, that I could... like that idea a lot, yeah. I think we've got the looks to do it as well, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we are, of course, talking about yesterday's 2-0 defeat to Manchester City and... Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you told me before and Sheffield United are going to lose 2 0 to Man City with goals from Aguero and De Bruyne, I think I would have just given a little shrug and been like, well, what do you expect? That's kind of, uh, yeah. that's kind of, that, that is kind of what we expect, I suppose. But the game was very much not as I expected in any shape or form, which, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto in a minute. First of all, we should probably just cover off um, the end of the away run, the unbeaten mm. away run stretching all the way back to January of this year. And what a run. I'm just going to rattle off the names because there's some good teams in there. Norwich, Villa, West Brom, Wednesday. Leeds, Preston, Birmingham, Hull, Stoke, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Everton, Watford, West Ham, Spurs, Wolves, Norwich and Brighton. An incredible 11-month-long unbeaten mm. away run uh, finally comes to an end. We all knew we all knew it was going to come to an end at some point. We thought it would probably come to an end a lot sooner than this. Yeah. And uh, I think most of us probably earmarked the City away game as being... I was going to say, well, let, you know, let's take away what happened in the game. That's not a bad place to lose your away record, is it, from January to December, like the reigning champions. So, yeah, uh, what a run. What a run. I don't think we'll see that again. Would... Not, probably not in my lifetime. No, it's yeah. I mean, especially when you consider uh, not only the strength of opposition that we played in the championship in that. That's run, it. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, what is that? Norwich, Villa, West Brom, and Leeds. They all finished in the top five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They did, didn't they? Um, yeah. Quick, just a very quick question. Um, would you prefer this away run to have ended in the manner it did, a controversial manner, or with a say five nil hammering? I'd rather it end this way because I think we can take a lot of positives from it. I think if we'd have just lost five 0 it'd been a bit of a, you know, a bit of a uh, a damp sort of ending to what was a fantastic run. I think to lose in this manner, what, when all said and done, when we look back at it, I think you'll say, well, yeah, we lost, but you know, what what a, we went down fine, didn't we? Oh, did we ever? Um, yeah, I, I guess also, uh, we, we, you know, I'm sure people will be wanting to know, but. Is this the end of the Columbia shirt? I don't think so, because I thought we... I've said from the start, as long as... We're obviously never going to win every game when I wear my Columbia shirt. It's incredibly, you know, (laughs) it's not that powerful. But at the same time, I think we played well enough and we sort of... There was enough controversy for me to keep that on for the Liverpool game, at least. Hmm. And I'm just going to take it by a game-by-game basis now. I said to my mate on the way down, actually, that if you lose three in a row, yeah, I'll take it off, but... Until that, I think that's my new one. Unless we lose three in a row, it's staying on. Game by game, that's very, uh, very professional of you. I like that. I think so. Yeah, I think if I, I don't want to take it off, replace it with like a Poland shirt, and then <laughs> we go on a massively like sort of poor run. So it's still. I don't want to. I think it'd be unfair to drop it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's it's earned it's earned another another crack at it. I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, bizarrely, 
we were unlucky to lose this game in in many ways. I mean, not just mm. the incidents that we'll talk about, but we turned up with a you know an, an obvious game plan for playing against Man City, which is to let them have the ball, soak up pressure, keep very very compact, and then try and hit them on the break. And it worked perfectly. I, I mean, genuinely, we probably win that game more often than we lose it if you, you mm-hmm. know, replay it ten times. Um, it's Man City's lowest expected goals total of the season, which is ridiculous because that was their twentieth yeah. game. So I think it's only the this is on understat, but I think it's only the second time they've been even close to one. You know, I mean, and, and as you said before, and they've got fifty goals in nineteen games or whatever it was. Uh, by far the best attack in the Premier League. Yep. And we held them to absolutely nothing. And I'm sure if you're Man City, you might go, well, we had 16 shots to, uh, to Man- uh, Sheffield United's eight. We didn't, uh, United didn't have a single shot on target. But you look at the sort of, you drill into that a bit. United had more shots inside the box, seven to six. Mm. Ten of City's 16 shots were outside the box. Yeah, and a lot of them were about like 25 yards over the bar as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So... Yeah, for us to go there and um, not only restrict Man City to a very low XG, but actually put up a higher total than they did, even without the uh, the Mousse disallowed goal, because obviously that doesn't get included in those stats, is incredible. Big chances, three to United, one to Man City. That does not happen to Man City. It might happen in games where they're playing like their absolute reserves. That was their strongest team, you know, based on what they could put out there. And we just, we just played it perfectly. I, I couldn't... Yeah. At half time, I was just sat there going, "I I almost don't care what happens in the second half because that was just perfect." I mean, I bet you regret saying that. If you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm glad I did not tweet that one. Actually, <laughs> just said that one internally because, uh, yeah. yeah, oh, the football gods did uh, did come out with some stuff in the second half and indeed the first half. But yeah, yeah I mean, did did you even did you see that coming? Did you have an inkling not of that? Always. Go ahead. Sorry. On, on the way down, we were saying. Um, I said, like, would you take three 0 a three 0 defeat? And we said, like, no, it's pessimistic. And we're saying, do you know what? Yeah, as long as we put up a bit of a fight, don't get embarrassed. As soon as it kicked off, I said, I just don't want to get embarrassed. I don't want it to be four or five, and you know, really put a pop, you know, the the bubble burst and everything, and put us on a downer and the first hammering and all that. No one wants to see your team get hammered, mm-hmm. uh, and and obviously City are good enough to do that. I didn't expect us to have the better chances. I certainly didn't expect us to be sat here genuinely disappointed that we lost uh, due to the way we played. Yeah, and we, I think very, you know, within a few minutes I was like, do you know what, there might be something for us here because mm-hmm. we were we were breaking their press very effectively. I mean, um, you know, some of the football out the back, I think down the left particularly, Stevens and O'Connell just sort of, yeah, know, pretty much from from our own goal line, playing it out under pressure, and suddenly we're in. And yeah, it we you know we kind of identified it beforehand. If you get through that first line of pressure from Man City, then you can get at them on the break. I mean, they've got Fernandinho filling in at the back, and their actual yeah. you know first choice defenders are not amazing to be honest. So uh, well, I think that's where the disappointments, the probably the only disappointment comes from in terms of our performances. That I thought we got the better of their defense. Hmm. Every time, to be honest, and I, I'm disappointed we didn't. We obviously missed a few decent chances, and then we were unlucky uh, in other cases as well. But yeah, that's the only disappointment that we didn't uh, capitalise on. How much, pro- how many problems we caused for him? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I guess also you could say, you know, they've got Bravo and goal instead of Eduardo, and that's a huge drop off in, mm. in quality. And ultimately, the only time we hit the target, it was disallowed for uh, for offside. But mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I think on most of the days we certainly get at least one goal from those chances. Um, yeah. So those chances, so we started with Robinson up from uh, with Moose, which is, uh, uh, I don't know, not, not a huge surprise. Um, Jade obviously mentioned that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think that'd be, mm. yeah, we'd all sort of said, yeah, that just, just sort of makes sense. You're two most, um, two most, I guess, pacey forwards, and yeah, we will definitely have to try and get it forward quickly and try and exploit a bit of space. Um, yeah, I thought Robinson did pretty well, actually. You know, there, there was a few times where he got the ball on the left. I was like, this is what we've signed him for, you know, to be this kind of this kind of wide forward. He's not like an out-and-out striker or anything like that. So he uh, he contributed pretty well, I thought. And, and Moussey, again, I mean, what a player he is. Absolutely it, magnificent. And, you know, on another day, he probably has a hat-trick, to be honest. Yeah. Certainly in a pre-VAR day. Um, yeah, he was, he was sensational. Um, and I thought the way we... Used the ball like to get it from defence to midfield to attack was brilliant. Besic obviously started for Lundstrom as well, which I think um, I think made sense just in a, a fresh. Yeah, fresh I wasn't leg. surprised by that change at all. I don't know, like uh, Lundstrom had a knock as well. I imagine he'll be back for New Year's, but whatever it is, second January. But um, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that change at all, and I thought he did well again. To be honest, Besic. Yeah, thought it was a good performance for him for sure. Um, the chances. They they came with uh, greater frequency than I was expecting. I think to the extent where almost every time we went forward, which admittedly was not you know not every two minutes or anything like that, but almost every time I thought we were going to score. It was just mm. we were so incisive and just used the ball so well. Um, Moose had this header, which I think came from a Robinson cross. Um, I've not had a chance to <clears> see that again. Uh, and yeah, inside, sort of about seven eight yards out, it was it was a very good chance. Um, it was. But as my friend said at the time, he also could have had his head kicked off. So <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he should have done it. He should have definitely done better. And I reckon someone sort of an Andy Carroll figure, maybe. A, I'm not saying Moussa is not brave, but he's not renowned for that sort of thing. He might have got in with a bit full force, but uh, you know, it, when someone's at the side of you doing like a karate kick, then <laughs> he's more difficult than it possibly looks. Yeah, that was strange. That wasn't it. Um, sort of not a foul by Zinchenko, but there was like. Suddenly, a foot in in his face, basically, as he was going to head it, wasn't he? And um, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a foul. Sorry, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say it were a penalty or anything, but I think he possibly did enough to put him off to you know to make sure that he didn't get a good contact on it. Yeah, indeed, it's not a not an absolute sitter of a chance, but um, yeah. still, uh, I think it's yeah point three eight xg, so it does get scored like almost forty percent of the time with your bonds from that kind of range. And he, I think, he knew it as well. He was. Uh, he looked really, really annoyed with himself afterwards, yeah. I thought. Um, unless I'm missing something, I think the first of our controversial incidents is the next thing that occurred. Um, and where to start with this? I mean, there's a bit of a tussle between, I think it's Egan and Aguero, which is... yeah. Uh, I've seen some City fans saying, well, that was a free kick, so what happened? It wasn't. I, I, I can't get my head wrong. right. I've seen exactly the same. I, obviously, on the view from a couple of them put it, and I'm like, that was... I, I had no idea what they're looking for there. I have no idea what Aguero was moaning about. Yeah, I thought it was just too... You know, it was just... Uh, eager, I'm pretty sure it was Egan. It was just a defender yeah. being strong, uh, and Aguero tussling with him, and then it just carried on. You know, it, I, I think, liked how Aguero after just... As the game's going on, just push Norwood as well. Did he? I <laughs> You're did like WWE. <laughs> He's just like Royal Rumble or something. He just sort of gave up an Egan and then pushed Norwood. Um, but yeah, I, I, when obviously the obviously I'm jumping a little bit forward. When he got disallowed, that's what I thought they were going to look mm. at. To be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, I had a, a similar thought actually because I'm 
I'm very much in the mode of we scored a goal. How you know, just get the checklist out of uh, all, all the yeah. things that we can look at that might rule it out. Not to be, yeah. you know, super. Uh, well, I'm not even sure conspiracy theory is the right word, but it's, that's just that's just the fan experience at the moment, frankly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't think there is any sort of conspiracy against Sheffield United. I, I was. I won't say just as angry, but the Norwich goal disallowed and the Wolves one that I, I saw just before our game, you know, uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure we will. But yeah, I don't think it's a conspiracy or anything like that. But I do know what you mean. Every time we score now, you're thinking, right, did Henderson touch that outside the area 20 minutes ago or, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Indeed. Um, the ball comes to Fleck, who uh, was magnificent in this game. Uh, I definitely want to talk mm. about that some more later on. Yeah. Uh, he has this run, and then this through ball is is just out of this world. I mean, uh, watching it on you know on TV rather than in the stadium, you could see the ball was on as soon as he picked it up. But it was still a hell of a difficult pass. You know, he has to basically switch that from one side of the pitch to the other as a through ball in behind the defence, and he does it perfectly. And Musa collects it, runs in, and finishes as I expected him to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the thing about Moose. I know he missed that header chance, but and I know he misses one later on. But on, on the other side, I always feel confident when he's running through. Though I really, really do. If that were Goldrick, obviously we're thinking, oh god, what's going to happen here? Yeah. It reminds. I think Moose is a really, really good finisher. Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way, which is is at odds with what we heard about him, to be honest. Um, but I guess he just yeah did not have. He wasn't getting this level of opportunity in front of goal as he as he is. Mm at Bournemouth as he is with us. But, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible bit of play by Fleck. It, I mean, let's be honest, it was an incredible goal. And was it just, was. was and just... This is what's annoying with the, the VAR. And I think they said this on... Um, I don't know if it was Match of the Day or if I was listening to something else. It might have been Five Live. I can't remember. But one of them was saying that, yeah, technically it's offside. There's no doubt about it. But do we want to see those sort of goals given for offside because it were a fantastic goal. Same as the Norwich, the Pookie finish and stuff. Mm. It, that's a fantastic goal. The Wolves goals are fantastic. It's really good goals that are being disallowed for, you know, this, this oh, look at our technology. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, mm. let's, let's disallow it. And I think that's what, I think if it's a scramble goal and stuff and he's offside, you think, oh, yeah, he's just offside there. But, to, you know, it's, it's such a good goal. Yeah. And I don't, I don't believe for a second that Moussa has got an advantage. It's too fast. He could have, st- he could have started a bit further back and and still got the ball. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I hate that counter argument that I see some people saying of like, well, strikers are just going to have to adapt, uh, adapt to, you know, start their run a little bit later. And it's like, well, well, great. So basically, strikers are going to have to adapt to be make it harder to score, make it harder for yeah. to score, basically. Like that's that's just what everybody wants from football. Every, nobody wants to see any goals, do they? That, that's the thing. When you go, that's what you go to football for. We don't, these goals are just ruined. That's what it seems like with VAR, doesn't it? It's like, well, not VAR. The, the people who are implementing VAR is is that oh, the fans don't want goals. They want tight off borderline offside decisions to go again. You know, it's, that's what's so frustrating. They should. I think it's been about five goals this weekend. That at least yeah, last season would have been given. And nobody would have complained. They wouldn't have even been a talking point. That is the main thing. I mean, you said there, you know, it's, it was, um, you know, it was offside, no doubt about it. But actually, without the drawing of very fine lines, there is doubt about it. You know, if you're just looking at the replay, it's like, well, is he offside? I don't think he is offside. He looks level, you know. And, and ultimately, it's like his knee is, well, basically a, a kneecap's width ahead of the defender's yeah. foot. Who cares? Absolutely, who cares? I just, oh, so annoying. Um, the, the thing is, the Man City players were going mad, and the commentator straight away said, they're not happy with John Egan's tackle at the top, and I'm thinking, yeah, I can see, because obviously I'd not seen a replay of it, and I'm thinking, yeah, I can see, you know, why they're looking at this. 
Never thought of offside, if I'm completely honest, at the time. No, exactly. Um, yeah, and I was... Yeah, I, I just thought it was a goal. He's, he's timed it perfectly. I should have known better, really. Um, I should have just thought, well, of course he's offside. It's it's being checked by VAR. Um, yeah. But even well, the- I, I did cheer. Like, I got up and then I said, oh, they might bring that back. Thinking of the, of the foul, not the offside. Mm. But, yeah, then obviously... I mean... Yeah, it'd have been interesting actually to see what they'd have done with that. Um, how long that how long that check would have gone on for if they'd have not found the offside? Would they have gone to forty five angles to see if Vegans mm. pushed Aguero or not? Yeah, I know. I I doubt they would have overturned that free like for a free kick. I mean, that would have been really. But then, who knows anymore? Who knows? Who who knows what's happening at the moment? I've seen some decisions that you think. Are, are you kidding? You know, so yeah, there was. Well, I think Man City's penalty against uh, Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah. Uh, I left the room because I was like, yeah, "There's, I, there's no way this is being overturned." Like, if anything, it's a dive by Mahrez. And then mm. I, I come back two minutes later, and it's like, "Yeah, it was a penalty. It was missed, and they retook it, and that was missed, and then they scored the rebound." I was like, "What?" I just went yeah. to the bathroom. What <laughs> have I missed? Um, but anyway, back to this game. Um, another, another proper hammer blow. I mean, we're just taking the lead ostensibly against. One of the best teams in the Premier League, the reigning champions. We're, you know, we're playing perfectly as I said up to that point. Great goal, great finishing, and just thinking like, what a what a statement that is to go and you know rock up at Man City and knocking a goal like that, absolutely magnificent. Mm. And then it gets chalked off, and you you know, I mean, I, I did sort of fear the worst a little bit there of like that's you know that's our one chance, if you like, of, mm. of you know doing something in this game. But that wasn't really what happened. I mean, Moussa got in again, as you said, another one-on-one, which not a great finish. He sort of probably should have gone with his left foot, I think, and he ends up um, ends up sort of outside of his foot into the side netting. But um, yeah, it just honestly felt like basically every time we played a ball forward, him or Robinson were going to get in and we were going to have a good chance. And yeah, mm. to go in half-time nil-nil and yeah, look at the sort of stats and stuff, you're like, we've just been... We, we've really, really taken the game to Man City in, in like a yeah. perfect counter-attacking way. And I tweeted this last night, but that was my main... I think that was my main worry going into this season was how can this team play on the counter-attack? Because we didn't really have to do it at all last season. And, mm. you know, we, we didn't have particularly pacey players at all um, uh, in in attack anyway. I mean, you could say that... Yeah, you say we've not got a player really who can run... Who's renowned for... We have with Fleck, we now know, but... Last season, and he's not never been the sort of player who takes two or three on, you know, and and runs with the ball. They're only really, to a degree, Duffy who did that, and obviously he's not there anymore. So I, I was a little bit worried about that as well. But yeah, they've stepped up. I think Fleck in particular yeah. massively stepped up in that role of like you know, just giving us a bit of a break and an outlet to just someone to run with the ball. Yeah, I think um, you know to, to to play on the counter attack, it's not just about like being able to hoof it up to a really fast player, is it? It's about no. being, it's about being able to play it out from the back really fast. Get you know get past a, an incredible pressing team like Man mm. City. And yeah, I think I think honestly this ninety minutes. And I mean, all right, man. You know, it was a bit more of an even second half in terms of mm-hmm. chances. I think um, as Man City made some adjustments at half time, but I think that ninety minutes just just says it all about what a good team we are and yeah, yeah fully before deserving. you go into the second half by the way I want to I want to pick out Norwood's pass for Musa's second chance Ooh. because I thought that was just an incredible pass like from his own half it was a really good play how we got out of danger like I think Fleck I think it's Fleck and Stevens and I'm just get rid get rid get oh, rid I know what you mean yeah and they really nicely play it out, and then Norwood just sends this beautifully floater ball to Moussa, and it's a bit of a poor finish, to be fair. He should have gone across Bravo, but 
you know, that, that I thought that was fantastic play all around again. Yeah. And again, th- th- this is where VAR comes in, wh- which was annoying. I didn't even stand up for that chance because of I what know. happened before. I know, I was exactly the same. I mean, I um, I, I was holding my uh, infant child for the first goal and unfortunately woke her up. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, silent, silent roar, if you like, but couldn't contain <laughs> it too much. And um, <laughs> And then, yeah, for the second one, I was like, well, I'm sure it's going to get raw. Even as he was running through, as you said, I was like, I'm sure there'll be something wrong with this. So. I just sat back in my chair, and this is my main argument with VAR at the moment. Mm. I, I do want rid now, and I didn't before. I I want to be able to celebrate a goal again. I want to. I, I hate what's happening. I hate the fact that we've gone 1-0 up at Man City, and I'm first. my first thing is thinking, right, what happened? How did they disallow it? Rather than just getting involved in the moment. I go to football matches for the moment of mm. celebrating when we score. And it's just taking it all on, all away. And I just think it's getting more and more ridiculous with the decisions that are being made, more and more sort of petty decisions. So you, you don't know what you look at. If it's a clear and obvious, yeah, a referee or people in the in Stockley Park straight away can say, yeah, he's miles off. That's fine. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? I'll cheer. And then you think... When they're getting the lines out and you're thinking, well, what happened 20 minutes ago and all this sort of stuff, mm. I've, I've, I've really, really had enough of it now. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of... So like the Egan goal at, uh, at Brighton where it goes in off his hand, I'm like, mm. I'm like that's fine. You know, that, that, I don't like the rules, uh, yeah. the, the law on that one, but like that's fan- that's absolutely brilliant VAR for me because although the rules rubbish, that that took about what thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah. And you think, yeah, that's off. That, sorry, that's on ball. Fair enough. When I see the lines come out, I just think, what are you doing? Just yeah. stop it now because. If it's clear, why is it? Why is everything clear and obvious other than offside? I, I, I don't understand that. I think it's just that uh, offside is either is binary, isn't it? You're either offside or you're not. But, but you're um, not. You can't. But you, yeah. it's not as simple as that. With the way how quick I saw Mike Owen put a stupid tweet out about saying it's, it's black and white. It's, it's not black and white. It is not black and white. An offside decision is not, You can't tell by uh, a screenshot basically, of if someone's offside or when they made the run or when the pass was, you know, exactly played. It's not black and white. Yeah, it's, uh, that's unusual for Michael Owen to uh, make a stupid tweet. I, yeah, I would, yeah. I would never have seen that coming. Um, I agree, I agree with you, by house. the way. Um, I, I do agree with you, but uh, yeah, that's that's. I guess that's the the counter-argument of uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. why yeah, clear yeah, and yeah. obvious isn't there. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, ugh, yeah. It's just the um, the fact it's it's ruling out goals that nobody would have batted an eyelid at any other time. That's it. I mean the wol- the Wolves won against Liverpool yesterday. I mean I uh, I seem to be not in the minority, but I know there seems to be a healthy chunk of United's fan base that would quite like Liverpool not to win the Premier League this season. I, I Does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't particularly care either way, to be honest. Um, yeah. So I have no no dog in this race, but. I actually just shouted at my TV as soon as it as soon as it started doing the VAR check for Wolves as a uh, equaliser in inverted commas yesterday. I was like, "Are you having a laugh? What well, on earth the, are you looking my at?" My anger were building from the Norwich game onwards. I think this week, and I think that's why I was so angry after the game. Obviously, Pookie's goal got disallowed. The Wolves one got disallowed, which I, I obviously saw just before our match. Hmm. And I feel like we, as fans of football, are sort of being cheated. What what are we doing to the game? Really, nobody wants this. The City fans. We're saying on the view from, I wouldn't have been bothered if that Moose goal had been scored. Mm. The Spurs fans were saying, I saw loads of tweets from Spurs fans saying, I'm actually angry as a Spurs fan that that were disallowed. Yeah. And Liverpool's fans were saying, yeah, realistically, that should have been a goal. If they're opposition fans who are the most biased people on the planet, basically, to your own team, are saying, do you know what? 
that should have been a goal. What what are we doing? Yeah, something's uh, something's gone pretty wrong, hasn't it? Um, oh, just uh, yeah, I just went to check this actually. Um, but uh, Dale Johnson at ESPN has just updated his, uh, his his net VAR decisions for and against standings. Right. And we are we are now joint bottom with Wolves with. Uh, with six VAR decisions uh, being yeah. overturned against See, us, some people are saying that's because we're the two teams trying to challenge the top six. I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with that. I think there's just a Poland. I think everyone's had an appalling decision for them pretty much this year. Yeah, I think Man City have had two, two or three really bad decisions against them. Tottenham definitely have mm. uh, a couple of Kane goals that really should have been given as well. So I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any bias. There might be a little bit of sort of, oh god, this is Anfield or, or something like that. But that's just. I, I, I think realistically, it's just really poorly imp- uh, implemented. Mm. I did see somebody yesterday uh, uh, saying, um, you know, in terms of these uh, <coughs> VAR decisions for and against, uh, Man City and Liverpool have now had the same <laughs> level of decisions, either for or against. Uh, so there's, yeah. no, there's no, you know, everyone's saying, oh, there's a bias for Liverpool or whatever. I was like, well, that's because Man City have now played Sheffield United. So yeah, <laughs> here yeah. you go, lads. Here's all your decisions. Well, pe- in your people favorite. call them Liverpool. <laughs> so. And Farchester City. Farchester City. I reckon yeah. you could probably do that with uh, with every Premier League team. That's what I'm going to do this afternoon yeah. when I've got five I don't. Games. I don't think there's any cheating. I don't think there's any corruption. I can understand why people think that. So it's immediately, cause I was shouting the same, you cheat. But... Because that's what you do as a football fan anyway, when something goes against you. And I, and I know all the Norwich fans in particular are, are looking on their forum that are, are quite... You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on there, which I, I suppose come from being bottom of the league. I suppose it's all right for us sat in eighth. We've had a, some bad decisions to go against us, but we've still had a great season. Yeah. I imagine if you're bottom of the league, you might be thinking, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, Norwich are the uh, third most penalised, yeah. if you like. Uh, West Ham, fourth most, yeah. And um, if that Pookie, that I mean, we're mad with the Moose egg. All that Pookie goal were absolutely outrageous. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. We have the uh, most disallowed goals <coughs> by VAR in the Premier League. It's five, um, and yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is weird, isn't it? I, I was trying to. Think, yeah, there's. You know, there's, you can't say there's anything about our style of play that's like <laughs> leading to these things being disallowed. You know, if we were like. If we were like an ultra, <laughs> some people may describe as this. If we were like an ultra physical team that are, you know, mm. like chucking ourselves at the goalkeeper from every corner or something yeah. like that, like then, like, a, like a Warnock sort of side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, really, really pushing the line, the, the boundaries of what's a foul and what's not a foul. But these decisions are not that, are they? It's just, it's just dumb luck. I think that we've been involved in so many, and yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate and irritating. But it's got to change, surely. I mean, yeah. I, I hate, it won't change. It's got to be a goal. Though. I mean. They're the goals disallowed. Obviously, that's not including the Shelby farce as well. Yeah, against us, something like that, like the the Fleck goal on uh, against Watford on Boxing Day, something like that is obviously going to go in our favour soon. And I won't like it to be honest. Even though I'll, I'll celebrate, don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm get, I really am getting sick of it at the moment. And I don't know if it's just because it's happening to us so often. Then he said, "What well, that's what one in every five matches that yeah. we have a huge decision go against us." So. It's I mean, yeah. If you it's uh, six decisions and we played eighteen matches, so it's every no, three yes, matches. Yeah, essentially. I mean, yeah. I was thinking that last night. I was like, can we just get through two games without something absolutely stupid happening to us? I just, um, I was thinking like, what's going to happen at Liverpool game? We're going to score a free kick and the wall's going to be a bit too far forward, or so, you know, something like that. <laughs> right. Let's let's move on to the next one. It's into the second half uh, and the opening goal. And uh, well, if, if if you thought we were angry at this point, then uh, things are about to step up a bit. I, I won't lie to you. If I didn't do this podcast, 
I would have stopped watching at this point because mm. I was like, there's just again not to be like, oh, it's all corrupt, but I was just like, I don't, I actually don't care what happens in the rest of the game. Like I've yeah. se- I've seen enough. I, you know, if I end up missing an incredible comeback by United, I end up missing it. I mean, yeah, you know, just what to say. So what happens is we're playing the ball out of defence. Norwood plays it to Fleck. The referee is in the way of Fleck. Fleck reaches through the referee with his foot and touches the ball, which ends up going to De Bruyne, who passes it to Aguero, who scores. And now I'm looking at it going, mm, excuse me, I don't think that's allowed, but apparently it is. VAR have a look at it, and they say, no, nope, nothing's wrong with that. It's I was convinced that we're going to get disallowed. <laughs> See, I wasn't, just because of what's happened with yeah. everything else this season. Um, so to clear up, the referee did not touch the ball. Um, at least that's you know that's that's the decision that's made, and I haven't seen anything that's like definitely that he did touch the ball. The rule is if it touches the referee at any point, this is the the new law brought in this season, then the play is stopped immediately. It's a drop ball, but apparently it did not touch the referee um, because Fleck makes a, a brilliant touch through his legs essentially to you know with the ref in his way runs to De Bruyne and scores. Um, I mean proper shades of uh, Graham Paul versus Arsenal mm. in the uh, cup semi final. So there doesn't seem to be a law that says if the referee, you know, basically impedes play, then play should be stopped. But surely there should be if there isn't. I mean, what are we doing? Martin Keown suggested a match of the day. Oh, that's a law they're going to have to change. And I immediately thought your guinea pig's comment. Guinea pig, exactly, exactly that. It's going to have to change again. It's another law. It's another thing that's gone against us that is obviously going to have to be changed uh, because... It's just a ridiculous goal. It's an absolutely, it's a farce that they've not thought. Well, the referee might get in the way of someone, but not actually touch the ball. But he's still interfering. He's still made a huge, you know, is uh, is a, a big, big reason why that goal was scored. I just, it's just, he's it's, it's poor positioning from the ref. And like Keown said yesterday as well, he said, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I agree with this or not. In the interest of fair play, he should have disallowed it, but. They're so obsessed with getting everything right, aren't they? And so sort of, well, it didn't actually touch me, you know. And he's probably hoping VAR's going to bail him out. And then VAR's looking at it thinking, well, you know, technically, by this science nonsense that we use, you know, that is a a legitimate goal. But it's a pathetic, pathetic goal. It's an awful goal to see, awful goal to concede. And it, it does sort of just stink of sort of complete... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's not corruption or anything like that. I just think it's like incompetence more than anything else. I really do. I think the fact they've not got a law for that, the fact that he's there in the first place, he's poor referee, and all right, everyone makes mistakes. The fact that VAR's looked at it and thought, yeah, fine. And it were a fairly quick VAR check as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hated it. I absolutely hated that goal. Unlike you, I left the room for a bit. And I was like, yeah, this is just ridiculous. We've lost. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let us win this. Yeah, I just sat. Yeah, I just sat with my head in my hands, like just in in semi disbelief. But as I say, also just sort of <laughs> trying to process. Like, I'm not even surprised that something like this has happened to us anymore. Um, yeah. You know, I saw I saw some comments that are like, well, you know, the referee stood there. Why is the United player, which is Norwood, passed it straight into him? And like, hang about, that is not what happened whatsoever. The referee no, is running what he thinks out of the way, and in doing so, he runs in front of Fleck as Norwood is passing the ball to Fleck. Yeah, and I think if you're a footballer, you're not you're not factoring in where the referee is in your angles and stuff. You're like certainly that, not are you? thinking. Well, I wonder where the ref's going to run. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um, 
I mean, the other thing is, I, I put this to you last night. I mean, the logical extension of of, uh, of what happens there is that Fleck should have basically destroyed the referee in winning the ball. He should have mm. just gone. He should have pretended the referee wasn't there, just gone straight through him. Then get bulked or sent off. <laughs> get yeah. bulked. I think he'd get like a five or six match ban for violent <sighs> conduct on a referee or something. I, mean, I get it's, like I said, it's another law that they're going to have to change because they've not thought it through. I just think it's it's the biggest league in the world. It's the richest league in the world, at least. And it's and it, I just I genuinely just get I just feel it's run by people who are just not fit to run something this big in terms of money, if nothing else. I really don't think they're fit enough to do it. I think it's such an obvious sort of thing you put in a rule book that if the referee interferes with any goal, why does it have to touch him? Yeah, I know. So the referee could just like sort of, I don't know, off a corner, barge into somebody, you know, or whatever, and then they had a free header. And it's a goal. What I, yeah, I just think it's really... I think the, the way they've used VAR has turned everybody against it. It could have been a good thing. Uh, I think... That you know they've ruined basically whatever good could come out of our. They keep talking about this. Oh yeah, but that'll go because they brought it back for Liverpool's handball or or whatever. I don't care because the the bad decisions are far outweighing the good that, mm. that VAR's given you. The only good thing I'll say about VAR is I do think we've seen a, um, play acting's gone down a little bit. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that. I don't think we've seen as many die, certainly not in the area and stuff, because people know they're not going to get a decision. That's the one thing that I can say. But I just think the the, the bad is outweighing the good. And I think I don't think our referees are good enough to implement it. I think we've been arrogant again, as always, uh, in in Britain. With we know better, we're not going to have mm. the pitch side monitor. And it, it, I just think they've made such a mess of everything with VAR, the rules this season, and everything. It's a bit of a farce this season, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is, and I'm I'm so glad we have all these points on the board because I mean, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, I mean, if we were like Norwich or something. I mean, I think I'd just be mentally checking out for the second half of the season at this point. Mm. But yeah, for I mean, <laughs> decisions have gone against us. We probably should be bottom or something like that ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, that it really is testament to how good we are this season that we've had all these things go against us. And, I was about uh, to say that you said late. like you're going to turn off. I left the room and our players still went for it, didn't they? That's true. Yeah, and uh, the manager went for it. We chucked on the neck. <laughs> we had three strikers on the pitch. Uh, obviously, that left that left gaps in which uh, De Bruyne mm. scores a, a good second goal on the break, and yeah, I, I love that attitude. You know, we've got McBurney, Sharp, McGoldrick, or uh, uh, no, sorry, I might have missed, might got my order wrong there. But at, at various points in this game, Moussa, McGoldrick, Sharp, and McBurney were on yeah. the pitch, uh, <clears> and Robinson, sorry, um, so yeah, five forwards played for us, which is not something most people do at, at Man City. And well, this yeah. is what when we went one 0 down, I, I did say to a mate and a bit a bit defeatist, just keep it at one nil now because we're not going to get back in it. Just mm. keep the goal difference up. But fair play to him; they've, they've got more more balls than I have to be fair as a team and as a as a manager. Because I, I thought they, were, they came back again, didn't they? I, yeah. I, get, I mean, it wouldn't have been unjust if we'd have got an equaliser. I know City created a chance, but like you said, they're going to because we. Essentially, I'd known midfield at one point because we had that many forwards on the pitch. So, yeah, and we uh, we, we were building pressure ourselves, weren't we? After that first yeah. goal, I was saying to our missus, I was like, "It's just so infuriating. We've been the better team." Like, you know, there, there was one point where Aguero's playing left back, and all he does yeah. is hoof it seventy yards down the field to nobody because we're just like we were just swamping him at the back. I mean, yeah. That's mad. That does not happen to Man City at all. For us to go and do that. People say, like, oh, they're tired. I've seen a lot of, oh, they did really well because they've had a day's rest and all this sort of stuff. I'm not buying it. They're, they're, Get they're out. World-class players, these. We're not. This is Sheffield United who have just come up. Go to Man City and just be... I really do think we were the better side. They created better chances at the end. But 
you know, up until that goal, we were the better side. And uh, yeah, I, I can't be proud of them. And they, I, I, all we've sort of said as fans is you want a team who's going to give it all. Well, they do that and more, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you said you said they created a better chance at the end, but the overall balance of the game, as I said, on expected goals is still mm-hmm. in United's favour, and that doesn't include the Moussa goal. So yeah, yeah they, uh, they you know they pulled it pulled it back to a more even game, if you like, on the balance of chances in this right at the end, but. Overall, it was still a game that we absolutely deserved at least a point out of. Yeah, Um, yeah, final chance was a Sharps header that hits the inside of the post and bounces along the line and stays out. And I mean... I, I was like, well, if if you ever need a sign that it's not going to be your day, yeah, uh, I think that was it. Because I, I did, I sort of laughed to be honest, because obviously the game well, was pretty yeah. much. I think it was ninety second minute or something, so I don't think we'd have got back in it or anything. So I just sort of like, yeah, that's it. One of those days, as they say. Yeah, I, I genuinely did laugh. I was just like, bloody hell! <laughs> what, yeah. what, what else? What else can happen in this game? Um, I just want to quickly run through the. Uh, the catalogue of weird stuff that's happened to us so far this season. And, and maybe you can tell me where you think this one... Uh, well, where either of these ones ranks, I suppose. So, by my reckoning, and in no particular order, we've got Lundstrom's big toe being offside with his cl- 20, size 22 clown shoes. Mm. Uh, we've got Newcastle's second goal where everyone stops. Uh, we have got two goals ruled out by VAR in the same game against Brighton. We've got the Lund- the weird Lundstrom offside goal and then no penalty given versus Norwich. Incident. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's VAR checking an own goal versus Everton, which is very strange at the time. Mm, uh, yeah, there's, there's Basham returning against Norwich, which is uh, obviously in our favour, and uh, yeah. another strange thing that happened. Um, and then we've got this Musa offside, and we've got the ref tackling Fleck. Uh, there was McBurney as well against Southampton. I was going to say I've. I've, I've I'm not even. Uh, what happened against Southampton? Do you mean uh, Leicester? Is just low goal. Uh, it was Southampton, weren't it? When we, I thought we met Bernie got a disallowed goal against Southampton. Mm, maybe he did, and I've forgotten it. He certainly uh, did against Leicester. Um, and then uh, there were a handball as well against Southampton that wasn't given for some reason. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I was going to say I'm not even mentioning McBurney's uh, Manu equaliser or the, uh, yeah. the the Villa penalty stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that that either. So it's. I mean, you know, not even not even trying to list the the decisions here. I'm trying to list the weird things that have happened because I think most of these are quite strange, to be honest. And that's a lot. That is a lot in uh, 20 games, however many it was yeah. played at this point. 19 and 20 games. Um, where would you put? Uh, where would you put the the ref tackling Fleck in that list? I think this is second behind the John Lundstrom thing. I think the Lundstrom thing is so ludicrous every time I see it. I think that sort of, that sort of kicked off, didn't it? All this sort of, Mm. these ridiculous decisions and everyone getting angry about it. So I think that was almost a catalyst for the refs going, or the VAR team going mental. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, then I put this second. I think just the the, the ref tackling flag. I mean, it just it just sounds insane. <laughs> the, the fact that the fact that I can disagree with you on your ordering says it all. Really, <laughs> says it all really about what's happened because I still think the Newcastle goal is the weirdest yeah. one. Three um, for me. But I mean, to be fair with the Lundstrom one, I mean it's probably less weird now because we've seen it so often. Uh, mm. Like I mean, literally this weekend it happened six or seven times. And um, I mean, the Moose offside in this game, I, I just. I'd, I'd actually, I mean, I'd just put it in there as a discussion point, but I'd actually put this way down the list just because yeah, 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 now yeah. it's like, well, that's that's normal now, isn't it? This is a new well, normal. Say, if that had happened the first game of the season, I think we'd be having a, an hour debate about it. But yeah. now it's just like, well, yeah, they, they, that's what they do nowadays. <laughs> yeah, his, his kneecap was offside, apparently, based on I the mean, the only, with, with offside, I saw, I think it was Jermaine Gina said that they should have VAR for everything other than offsides. 
I don't know if Ga- that... Game of Tech Forever. Yeah, I know. I, I, sorry, I don't mean everything. I mean like... Oh, sort sorry, of... sorry, I see what you mean, yeah. Just yeah. basically stop using it for offsides. Yeah, using it as it is, but not for offsides because he's taking that sort of joy away from a goal. But I don't think that works because you could get a goal where someone's being fouled five minutes before or something like that. So I don't mm. think that's the, sort of the answer. I think if you're going to do it for offside, if they're going to keep it, which I imagine they will... Can it just like maybe be half a body? But even then, you you going on the referee. You're never going to get it right. No, I think either. Uh, I I think either have a challenge system for offsides, or mm. the the one I have not thought of an obvious flaw with yet is is just make um, you can only view it in real time uh, when you when yeah. you're looking at it again. And it, so if you can't tell in real time was that offside or not, then you stick with whatever the on field decision was. I think I like the 30-second rule or something like that. I really do. And I think mm. if you, you look at it, 30 seconds, it's a, it's a quick thing. You could probably let's see two or three replays in 30 seconds. And I think if you can't come to a decision, then you go with the ref, that's it. Yeah. Or maybe you just say you stop using these stupid lines. Stop drawing yeah. lines. And if you, yeah. uh, you know, if it you doesn't can't matter. Tell... It does not matter if it's, a, a, if it's slightly offside and you have to draw a line for it. I mean... It seems like the refs are enjoying it more than the, the supporters, the fans and the managers. Yeah. Well, you say that, I was thinking the other day, I mean, the refs must absolutely hate the... Uh, uh, must absolutely hate VAR with all these marginal offsides, because it's like... Well, I saw the Norwich game and the referee were getting a lot of ammo, and I think he needs to actually give decisions in your favour. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nothing to do with him that that penalty yeah. got. I mean, that's what I mean. He must be He must be stood there going, oh, please don't... I mean, he's a professional. I'm sure he's not thinking Yeah. That, you know, I I would be thinking, please don't disallow this for something really ridiculous. Like, because I'm the yeah. one that's going to get all the abuse for it, and it's no. Uh, yeah, really. they were getting booed all match, and I was like, hang on, he's giving you a goal that that they overturned, and then there was something else. I think oh, the the the, the handball, what they scored the free kick from, he didn't give that neither. That went back as well. So mm, yeah, it's bizarre. So it's just been it's just been a bizarre catalogue of of weird incidents and. Yeah, I, like I say, it's a good job we've got so many points and so many good memories already because, uh, yeah, there's been some really horrific things happen to us, I think. And, mm-hmm. yeah, as I say, we are the most penalised team in the Premier League for some some utterly, utterly bizarre reason. Um, let's, let's talk... Uh, Unless you are you ranted out, are you ready to move? I'm ranted out, yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Um, let's talk about a couple of individuals um, from this game. John Fleck. I'm lost for words. Go ahead. I think it's the best I've ever seen him play for us. It it may be one of the best midfield performances I've ever seen from a United player, Mm. Um, which, which, you know, people may think that sounds kind of a bit over the top, but given the calibre of opposition, given the the style of game that we knew we were going to have to play, which is very, very little possession, have to use what what little we have to to great effect, uh, just, it was breathtaking at times. Mm. I mean, genuinely... You could say he was as good as De Bruyne in this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And, and that is one of the highest compliments you can pay to any professional footballer. I think every it was it was like watching Iniesta or something like that at times. Um, yeah, ge- genuinely just incredible level of performance. I mean, uh, Jay tweeted this last night, and yeah, just to rattle off some of the stats: ninety-four percent pass accuracy, three out of three long passes, three out of three dribbles, five out of six ground duels won. And of course, he should have had a phenomenal assist for for Musa's goal as well. And yeah, some of those some of those take ons, those those dribbles, um, is listed there. I mean, he was just bursting away from players. When there was one in the second yeah. half, which I think um, I think Rodri might have got booked for. 
uh, or Bernardo mm. Silva maybe, where he just he just burst past three defenders and yeah, he was still going basically once uh, you know until somebody legged him up. So yeah, well, I Denbach mean, called it a while it. ago that he against Burnley that he played like Gaza, and I, and I, that's the mm. best. I still think that's the best sort of comparison that I can see when he's on fire and it sounds ridiculous but it's not ridiculous anymore I actually read the I don't know if it was some rubbish paper just before um, we, we did this and he got a 6 out of 10 in <laughs> <laughs> uh, De Bruyne on, which paper that? Night, so. you're going to have to name and shame who was that? I can't remember I, I, it might have been the mirror I just read it before I, I uh I'll have to. I think it was. I'm going to say the mirror. Probably will have been. Um, and the, yeah, they gave him a six out of ten. And the only quote was "good ball for the offside goal." <laughs> but everything, everything else was rubbish. Yeah, just yeah. like that. No, that's 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 as close to a ten a performance that we've had, possibly since O'Connell against Brentford for me. So it's a, a bold shout, but I'm not going to argue with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a, a, an absolute pleasure to watch, and yeah, I am filled with nothing but pride as to how he played and to think yeah this is the guy you know we got him on a free from Coventry yeah. uh, four years ago whatever it was and yeah he's, he's just getting better and better And I just can't believe how well he's playing I mean it, people forget that last season around this point he had a bit of a dodgy spell didn't he he had a slow start last season I think yeah um, and I don't think he really got going towards yet until to the end of the season. I did not expect him to step up to this level I think he's enjoying the fact that we're playing a flat three which I always didn't think he enjoyed when we've seen him the flat three before. Mm. I think he loves getting forward. He could have had like six or seven goals this season, couldn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got four, so it's pretty, uh, it's pretty yeah. good contribution. More than he managed in the championship. I mean, yeah, the uh, I think it was after the Villa game actually. He was interviewed by uh, Match of the Day, and he was saying, you know, the the change to the system really suits me because I'm, in, you know, I'm allowed to get forward more. Essentially, yeah. encouraged to burst into the box more and. Yeah, he's uh, he's got all the all the skills to um, yeah to to make it pay off, I suppose. So yeah, he was fantastic. I thought uh, defensively, you know, overall really really good. I mean, yeah, yeah, all right, six, sixteen shots from Man City, but yeah, ten of those outside the box, completely non-threatening. I mean, Henderson made a, um, uh, I think he made one difficult save, I would say, <laughs> towards the end from Foden, I think it was. Which, yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was going in, actually. I but... don't know if it was going wide anyway, but he has to go for it, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we we kept him relatively, uh, you know, relatively quiet, to be honest. There were one, uh, he had a good block in the first half, I think, where uh, Bernardo Silva got to the byline. And, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a shot. It was like a cross that he managed to get his body in the way of. But overall, fantastic. I thought Egan was magnificent. You know, he mm. had a huge block on, um, I think it was on Sterling, actually, in the six-yard box while it was still nil-nil. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, yeah, overall, I thought just a really good showing from everyone who started the game to be honest and yeah the players that came on McBurney, McGoldrick, Sharp all had a bit of uh, a bit of influence themselves so yeah 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 so much to be proud of mate so frustrating uh, to not get anything from this game but um, I'll tell you what I hope the uh, I hope the second game in a month or so goes exactly the same way in terms of pattern of play because yeah we've got a fancy we're going to score goals against yeah I mean you might you could argue that's the best chance we've got against City with them being tied and all that sort of stuff but at the same time that defence really is poor, and I think we're playing them pretty much the similar way. You expect City to probably improve. I don't think it were a good City performance, but yeah, it gives you confidence, doesn't it? Uh, even the Liverpool yeah. game, you think, well, you know, you never know, do you? I mean, is, these are free hits, aren't they? Let's be honest. Mm. So, and if you're going to lose a free hit, you know, lose it by playing well, yeah. get your best shot. Definitely, and uh, yeah, there's, I think uh, you know, it's, it sounds. I always think it sounds a bit weird to be like taking the positives out of defeat, but I mean, if you can't take positives out of that, then uh, 
I think you're. I think you're probably watching the wrong sport. To be honest, I think we should get massive confidence as a team from that as well. We've gone to Chelsea, we've gone to Man City, we've gone to yeah. Tottenham, and in every one of those games, we've come out with. We're putting a performance, and we should have really come out with something from everyone. Yeah, I think that was to me that was another statement performance from us against yeah, yeah a ridiculously good team. You know, I think I still think they are at least the second best team. They're not going to win the league, but no. You know, I still think they possibly are better than Liverpool, who who seem to just win almost every game by a single goal at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably should have yeah, said that before no. the playoffs, I guess. Um, all right, mate. Uh, any any final thoughts on uh, on this, or do you want to uh, hit alternative? Man yeah, we'll go for the alternative. I think you've, you've you've we've sort of covered everything there. Really good performance, frustrating, but when all said and done, you know, it were three eight. We've lost. We're probably going to lose the next game as well, and then it's back on to you know we can take some massive confidence. I really enjoyed it as a performance. Yeah, that's yeah, that is it actually. Yeah, I really really enjoyed a game in which we lost, which doesn't happen too mm. often, to be honest. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll take it, I suppose, and uh, try not to get too worked up anymore about the uh, bizarre decisions. Although I will watch with interest if uh, anything comes out about um, about City's opener from the uh, PGMOL, which, which Wilder sort of hinted it might do. I mean, he did, he did say afterwards, didn't he? The, um, he was uh, he has respect for the referee in. How he handled it after the game in yeah, he in sort of said he made a mistake. Office. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he said that explicitly, did he? But he, no. know, he kind of hinted that. So yeah, the referee called him into his office, and uh, whatever he said was obviously to Wilder's liking from a professional uh, professionalism point of view. So yeah, we'll we'll watch to see if anything comes out about that. But I definitely have a feeling that there's a a law change incoming for next season at least, and maybe they should call it the. Um, the John Fleck law or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the John Fleck law. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, alternative Man of the Match is brought to you by the Demblades fanzine. A fanzine written, designed, published, distributed by Blades. And it attempts to shine a light on things that may not get the attention they deserve in uh, in United's past and present and indeed future. Um, so that's what we attempt to do with this Alternative Man of the Match award. Who would you like to nominate for this week? I've gone Connor Cody. Ooh. Weirdly enough, I just thought he's sort of. I, I don't even think it was a rant. I thought he's after the match interview guy. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I don't know, against, no. against Liverpool, it's really worth a watch. I think it, it's basically saying what we've just said, but for a player to come out and say it, I really thought it was quite brave. Because obviously, you see a lot of people saying, well, you know, I think even Flex said it after the game. You know, it's just one of those things we get on with it and blah, blah, blah. But a really intelligent sort of way of putting it like saying no one's asked the fans, no one's asked the players about how this is working. He says, I'm on the pitch as a player. I don't know what's going on. The referee's mm-hmm. trying to tell you, but he's not really sure what's going on. And it was a really good interview, and it just sort of summed up the confusion, I think, behind VAR. And it just sort of, I don't know why we were really mad last night. And I heard his interview, and, he, and I sort of thought, you know, we're all feeling like this, players, managers and fans alike. It's sort of... And I, I don't know, I just thought it was a really good interview, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, that does sum it up, really, doesn't it? The uh, <laughs> just utter confusion of um, yeah. of what's happening. It's it's kind of encouraging to hear... hear well, it's not, I'm not sure encouraging is the right words, but uh, we'll go with encouraging for now. The, the players are just as confused as all of us trying to watch... Um, what should be a relatively simple game. Um, I would like more managers and players to maybe get together and sort of make some sort of a statement. But I don't know how realistic that is or anything, just to say this needs changing. Because if we're going into next season, this is still exactly the same place, then mm. it'll be ludicrous. Yeah, and I think, in a funny way, I mean, I, I, 
I can definitely tell that Wilder's getting a bit cheesed off with talking about it all the time. I mean, he's mm. been quite explicit about that. And he is, I think he has made, uh, inadvertently made a little bit of a reputation for himself as someone who's like banging the drum against VAR. Um, yeah. Which is just out of necessity, really. But but actually, he, he is in quite a strong position to, uh, you know, to put the case forward because we're not a team that's being denied the title or yeah. we're in a relegation fight. You know, if this was Warnock, uh, you know, or like... Yeah, sorry, people like, just be saying he's Mardi, won't they? Yeah, yeah. if it was Warnock's Cardiff last season, for example, it'd be just like, well, you know, you're just moaning because you're, you're just using it as an excuse or, you know, because you're getting relegated. And, you know, mm. if Guardiola was moaning about it, it'd just be like, well, you're just, you're just bitter because you're not going to win the Premier League this year. Whereas us and Wolves, actually, Connor Cody... Mm. The, the two most penalised teams. I mean, yeah, all right. We, we're going for our own goals, if you like, of uh, trying to make the top six or whatever at this point, which is still ridiculous to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a slightly uh, a slightly lesser prize or punishment, I suppose. So yeah, it's a, a good shout, mate. My uh, my nomination was on a on a similar note, actually. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to nominate Timu Puki, uh, Neto of Wolves, Dan Byrne of Brighton. And everyone else that had a stupid goal disallowed this weekend. <laughs> because you all scored great goals. At least Musse as well, of course. Yeah. You all scored great goals. All the ones I've listed there, nobody was like, oh, do you know what? I think possibly somebody was offside in the build-up to that goal. You see these, these people on Twitter and stuff and on certain forums and stuff where they're saying... Oh no! Technically, that was right. Shut up! Just <laughs> <laughs> basically, just no. Just stop trying to defend this because you're part of the problem. I'm afraid. Yeah, you need to create a Twitter bot that just says "shut up" to everyone yeah. that says that. <laughs> yeah, just, just immediate re- response. But yeah, everybody that scored a great goal this weekend, and it's just it just felt like it was uh, the Nadir for VAR this weekend. I mean, pretty much every game I watched, and I watched quite a lot, had some. Some absolute nonsense decision happened in it. And as I say, when that Wolves one came up um, after the equalising goal, um, I just I just shouted at my TV. I, like, I pretty much jumped off my sofa. I was like, yeah. I just, what are you even looking at? I don't care about this. Just I've got Sky out now, actually, and Dermot Gallagher's in the studio live, so I'll be interested to see what he said after this. I don't want to talk about Dermot Gallagher. <laughs> ever been in my life. <laughs> what was he said last night? If he uh, if he turned up at your house trying to explain the, uh, decision? I would have been arrested last night. If he knocked on my door last night, and said, "Can I just explain to you that would have been me? I wouldn't have been onto this podcast. I'd be in a cell, probably for life." <laughs> you, could have, you could have used your one phone call to uh, to, to ring in and get yeah, on the podcast. I, yeah, I'd done the pod and just said, "Right, I've been arrested. I've killed Dermot Gallagher." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! All right, that's uh, that's probably a good place to leave it then. I'm going to go with Connor Cody because uh, he uh, an ex blade, obviously, and uh, he's doing well for himself. And yeah, it's it's good to hear a player speak out um, about this and just yeah, basically, you don't want this to go away, do you? I mean, you know, as infuriating as it all is, I want it to, I want what's happening to to change things and. This is what I was, I was talking to my dad last night because he didn't watch the game and he said like what happened and stuff and he said something like well you know this time next week he'll be forgot about it, he'll be on to the next mm-hmm. controversy and I, I, I understand that completely. I think our, our controversy was a bit of a, a freak occurrence in a way but with these decisions every week surely something's got to be done about it and the more people that come out and I think once we get into the nitty-gritty of the season as well, when it's affecting teams in relegation battles and, mm. and you know, really, really massive, important games, surely it's going to get even bigger, these stupid decisions and, and how furious managers and players are going to be. You'd think so. My worry is with that um, 
with the with the first goal today. It's like it wasn't on uh, it wasn't on a broadcast channel in the UK. Yeah, um, City won two nil against the promoted team. You know, unless you're on Twitter, you probably have no idea what happened in that game. Yeah, and it also got overshadowed by the ludicrous other decisions, which is fair enough, I think, because I think they yeah. were possible. I mean, our, our decision was ridiculous with the referee getting in the way. But the other two, if you're a Norwich fan and you're a Wolves fan sat here, you're probably even more angry than we are, aren't you? Very, very possible, mate, yes. So, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully winning this award will, will cheer Conor Cody up just a little bit because <laughs> um, I, I like him a lot as a footballer and I like watching Wolves a lot as well. I think they're an excellent yeah, team and excellent uh, very unlucky to not get out from Anfield uh, the other day. So, yeah, congrats, Conor Cody. Winner of the Denblades Alternative Man of the Match. Uh, you can get a season ticket for the fanzine for 2020 for the early bird price of £18.89. That's four fanzines. You get extras like stickers and badges. It's a fantastic read. Great artwork. I absolutely love it. I'm still working my way through um, to the current edition at the moment. And, uh, yeah, you can check that out at denblades.co.uk. All right, mate. Uh, running out of time. So we will wrap up very, very momentarily. Uh, Liverpool next. Mm. Um I think of the two games, Liverpool City, this was one I felt we had the best chance of getting something out of, which is a bizarre thing to say, considering they've won 19 of their 20 games, I think it is so far. Um, very, just a couple of couple of lines, how, do you, how are you feeling going into this one? I'm not, weirdly enough, I'm not as nervous now as I was uh, before the City game. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, this could be four or five if they get their act together and stuff. I've never thought Liverpool... Are that sort of team that will, I mean, the, I don't want to say this because they'll probably beat us eight 0 now or something. But <laughs> I've never thought they're the sort of team who would destroy us. They might win three or four, maybe something like that. I got they always got the feeling City are really are capable of putting eight and nine past you, mm. and they're on fire. Liverpool are just a machine, aren't they? Yes. They just sort of they just get the job done, no messing about. You know, some of the games have been pretty lucky, but it's not luck when you keep doing it. No, very very good point. Um... Yeah, I, I know what you mean, um, and I'm hesitant to say this in case it proves to be not correct in this game, but City are the kind of team that keep going. They they want to score every single mm. attack, don't they? I mean, that's what happened to, to Watford, and it's happened to plenty of teams in the last couple of years. You know, if it's if they're 3-0 up after uh, an hour or something, yeah. they, they want to make it 4, 5, 6, 7, keep going, whereas Liverpool, uh, Liverpool will definitely, you know, um, put the handbrake on and uh, just chill out a little bit if the game's won, so... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm less worried about a hammering in this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, cue the inevitable five 0 I suppose. But this is it. This is. I don't want to get too sort of. I do think we'll lose, and I don't think that's being negative to say they're an absolutely in, incredible side. Um, yeah. Well, they, everyone they, loses against them apart from it, Man This is it. I mean, I think they've won the last six, seven, or something like that. Obviously, not lost this season. So I'm looking forward to it. Actually, in a way, I think I think we'll. I think they're better defensively than City, so we'll mm. probably not cause them as many problems. But yeah, look, you know, it's the, this is the. This is the last away game that I don't think we'll, we've got a chance to get anything anything out of. I mean, we've still got all uh, Man United to play, obviously away and Leicester away. But I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that we could get something from those two. No, jeez. This is the only one where I'm thinking, yeah, we're not going to win this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll go into every other uh, every other away game this season thinking we can get something. Um, mm. Yeah, and. Uh, this is unfortunately not in that category, but I mean, after what we just saw against Man City, I mean, mm. yeah, as you say, Liverpool nowhere near as vulnerable at the back. But um, yeah, if we play like if we play like that, we give ourselves a, a pretty darn good chance, to be honest. So yeah, um, yeah, nice one, mate. Just, well, let's, 
Sorry, Sorry he's just showing you Musa's goal, and uh, then it's cut back to. De- I've got it on mute, and he cut back to Devin Gallagher, and he's got a big smile on his face. So, <laughs> if I'm not in for the Liverpool thing, you know why? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I fear for your television. It sounds like you're about to throw a throw an object through it. Stay away yeah. from uh, stay away from sharp objects for the rest of the day. Um, right, mate. Let's wrap up there. That is the uh, the final podcast of 2019 yes. in the books. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a pleasure doing this all all season long. A pleasure having you on it so far. And thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks for having me on it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll be back in uh, in a few days after that Liverpool game, I suppose. Yeah. Um, nice one. Well, happy New Year to you, and happy New Year to all the blades out there. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks to you for being on. Thanks to everyone for listening and downloading all the way through this year. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully back with uh, talking about um, something less frustrating <laughs> in a few yeah. days' time. Yeah. Happy New Year, anyway, to everybody. Nice one, buddy. I will catch you later. Uh, thanks very much, and uh, speak soon. See you. See you later. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to the Denblades fanzine for being a sponsor. And thanks also to Beer52.com, who are also one of the sponsors of Blades Pod. Now, if you like me, football and a few beers go together very nicely. Beer52 are offering a free case of their hand-picked beers to Blades Pod subscribers. All you need to do is head to Beer52.com slash BladesPod. Sign up and cover the £4.95 for postage and they will send you a case of eight free beers. And not just any beers, they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They are on a mission to find the best beers out there and deliver it to their members each and every month. Beer 52 do not hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. <laughs> <laughs>